now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Yo. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on the own time. Color people every port side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George McKay here at Battle Arts Beaverton. It's cold. It's not snowy, but it's, it's cold. It's and I'm here with a returning guest three years. A lot's happened since the last time we spoke. We spoke just after COVID. But ladies and gentlemen, first off, the Canadian pop star, the one and only, Jesse Bieber. How are you, buddy? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is exciting. It is. So we impromptu stuff is the best. Oh, you know? I'm such a fan. Not rehearsed. We just we went, we went off the cuff the last time. It turned out to be a great conversation. Mm-hmm. We talked about crossing the border, going for junk food cereals. How and do what you we remember liked. all this? Because that's what I do. You I'm, remember I'm a journalist at heart. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm not a like a fancy journalist, but right. I'm a journalist at heart. I mean, you put a blazer on, you probably look pretty fancy. I couldn't do blazers, <laughs> man. I couldn't do it. I'm more of the Uncle Jesse kind of like. Oh, the cool guy. Yeah, like I'm like the dress pants with the sneakers, yeah, and then yeah. throw a blazer on over just a t-shirt. You'd be like our Fonzie kind of guy. Yeah, like hey, 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 kick some uh, jukeboxes, hey, hey. Hey. All right, so let, let's go back and let's talk about, like, the last time we spoke was during, we just got out of COVID. Literally, yeah. I had gone to my first CWF show. It was fantastic. Um, and now you've kind of, which is exciting for you, you've branched out beyond CWF. Mm-hmm. You uh, did Destiny a few times, which is fantastic. And Destiny is kind of that jumping point in Ontario. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's that jumping point in Ontario where, because uh, Destiny does have those ties to TNA now, Impact formerly, but TNA now, that if you are on the Destiny card, it's kind of like, Almost like an NXT, if you really think about it. It's like possibility of getting an opportunity with TNA, not saying you're going to get signed, but yeah. an opportunity to do extra work, which you have done over there, yeah. and all these other stuff. So talk to me about, I guess, Destiny and, and branching out beyond CWF and, and kind of hitting all over Ontario because we're talking Niagara Falls, now you're up here in Beaverton, you've done the Mississauga area, you've been to Hamilton, you are branching out a lot more. The Jesse Bieber brand in Ontario is growing. It's trying to grow, which is great. It's like we're planting little seeds now. You know what it is? I thank you, George. Because I feel like, you know, we got to do this nice little interview when we came back. Because I wasn't really doing much. You're right. I kind of stayed within my home base. And yeah, I, you, 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 were, you were playing it safe like most people. And, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that considering what the world was going through. Well, that and also considering the fact that we do so many tours. So I'm constantly wrestling all year long. So to me, it was like I should be going to these shows to kind of either get that little bit of a push and also just to go and meet new people get a new understanding of what it's like to wrestle different people learning other ways of everybody else because everyone learns something different right so we teach something someone else so say battle arts might teach something different so everyone's got their own little version so it's kind of cool to branch out do these different things and learn new styles and meet new people which is fantastic so you you actually you actually credit me with that because our interview was what you think pushed you to go out there and kind of put a face out to the rest of the Ontario indie scene? I would say you're definitely a nice little fuel. I would definitely give you a little bit of that. So that's for you guys on the straight talks here. So I would say that you would help me ignite it. So it's like basically making me understand that I need to be doing something else because of the guys that we would talk about. Mm -hmm. Or even when I do see you at the shows, it's like being the chance to, or getting the chance to chat a little bit more and then hearing your thoughts on other people. And then it's like, some people you talk about, I don't really know because I don't branch out enough. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that inspired me to go out, do a little bit more, meet some more people, and then get that aspect of what it's like out there. Absolutely. And you know what? You've, you've, you've done that very fluently in the last couple of years. And I feel like 
Jesse Bieber now is more well-known than he, he was during COVID and even a little bit post-COVID. I feel like you branched out nicely. So, I mean, we talked about feuds. We talked about you and Coney Diener having that yeah. fight forever feel. Talked about you and Tyler Hill having that fight forever feel. And Tyler Hill has gone out and branched out himself, and he's done some great work. What is your thought process on when, like, let's talk about Tyler Hill for a second. A wrestler who's so adverse in the deathmatch style. Yeah. He's carried the deathmatch, and he's one of those guys who's like, you know what, I'm tired of deathmatch wrestlers getting a bad rap. Like, we're guys who can't wrestle. He is classically trained. He does know wrestling. Yeah. And he decided to hang it up, the deathmatch side of stuff, and now he's just doing wrestling. Mm-hmm. What is your thought process on somebody, you know, Tyler Hills, we're talking 10 plus years in the game, yep. almost maybe 15, closer to 15, and he's doing that, and now he switches gears. What's that like for you seeing somebody that you've had those style of matches with changing gears later on in their career? Well, I'm not going to lie. I don't really fully understand your question, sir. So you really? Want, yeah. So you want you want to know my thoughts on... I want to know your thoughts on uh, uh, somebody changing up or, 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 or evolving. In their career. Switching it up. Yeah, switching it up. Uh, leaving the deathmatch side of stuff behind and going just to classical wrestling to show what he can do in the classic style. I, you know what? I think it's actually kind of cool because you're showing there's versatility in you, right? So, because when I knew Tyler, Tyler was actually just a wrestler. So Tyler would go on the tours with us. He would do his shows. He would do everything that way. And then almost it's like he evolved into the deathmatch stuff. Mm. See, so, I don't know Tyler Hill before the deathmatch oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think that's why maybe I was a little confused. Because to me, I've always known Tyler as that wrestler. Uh, so when he left with from us, mm-hmm. CWF, he ventured into the death proof stuff. Mm-hmm. So now it was like doing all the deathmatch stuff. He was killing it. And hey, don't get me wrong. Like you're learning a whole new style, which to me, I'm going to give props to everybody because... It's not easy. Like, I'm not going to do it. No. So I don't want to put my... You don't want to fuck up the moneymaker. That's right. I got a face to try and worry about, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For he moisturizes <laughs> and he, he's got a whole <laughs> cleansing routine. Maybe we'll share it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll share it later if we have time in the interview. But yeah, <laughs> so going back into going from classical to deathmatch, and now he's back to classical again yeah. to kind of show people what they might have forgotten about him. It's like... You do an evolution to switch back to your old ways. It's almost like I, I, I do believe that a lot of people in the deathmatch wrestling world or the hardcore stuff do get a bad rep because unfortunately it's one of those things that people think are easy to do. It's very stigma. Yeah, it's very stigma. So it's a perfect word for it because I feel like it's one of those things that you look at and you're like, ah, they chose deathmatch because they can't wrestle or work. But you have guys like Tyler, like you said yourself, who can actually go out there and show they can work, they can wrestle. And even actually one guy that I think even had that stigma on him for a long time was Ricky Shane Page. Yeah, very much so. Very much so, right? So he was a guy that could do this stuff, but this guy could work. So he was fantastic to actually watch in a wrestling match as opposed to just his deathmatch stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're talking evolution. That's like... You, I almost feel like you learn another part of wrestling. Like, there's always so many different aspects of wrestling. It's not just the wrestling stuff. It's like you have your comedy, you have your wrestling, you have your deathmatch stuff or your hardcore stuff, and then it just ventures on. There's so many opportunities and avenues that you can do in wrestling. I like that. I think that's perfect opportunity and avenues in wrestling. Well, let's talk about uh, an avenue that I actually learned about you today. You were sitting there strumming on the guitar that yeah. was beautifully built, and um, you had mentioned that you actually wanted to be a musician. And you fell into wrestling and then realized, you know what, I can do both. And thus, the pop star gimmick was born. But, uh, I mean, I have to ask, I have to dig deeper into that. You wanted to be a musician and you fell into wrestling, obviously, with the lineage of your father and the heritage of CWF and all that kind of stuff. But why go full force into wrestling and kind of put music to the back burner and then incorporate music? Why not go full force into music 
and then maybe use wrestling as a little bit of a hobby. That's a great question. Right? You're full of these today. Yeah, eh? why, why not flip it is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. You, honestly, it's just, I think the, the honest answer to this is just, I feel like I grew in wrestling. So wrestling's kind of a, like, music has always been a part of my blood. Like, my family's really uh, music-oriented. And I feel like wrestling was kind of the thing that I spent a lot of time with my dad. And my dad, since I was eight years old, has always been a professional wrestler. He lives and breathes wrestling. Like, he, his full-time job is wrestling. So for us, it's like I had wrestling always either in my head or in my ear or down my throat. So it was like as much as I want to play guitar and sing and stuff, it's like the day would come in and it's like, you know, you have your random work day that you got to do. So it's like your nine to five. Well, my nine to five became wrestling. So it was like to go out and do something or try to focus all my time into music. It was like, well, wrestling is kind of there and I need to make sure that I'm staying on top of that. So to know that I could take the music side of things and bring it into another world that I'm very familiar with now and mix them together was two passions right into one. So it's, I guess that transition of focusing more just on music didn't really cross my mind. It was more of just music is a thing. I can incorporate it with another love of mine and just run with it. And so far, wrestling's kind of been the thing for me. Absolutely. And, you know, I get to call another Jesse Bieber match tonight, which I'm excited about. And it's kind of a full circle moment. If you think about it, three years ago, I think even in that interview, I talked about even off camera. I said, you know, the goal for me would be to get into the commentary side of stuff and to do that. And now I'm doing it. Four, now you are, yeah. Four promotions. It's been pretty cool. And I even remember you saying, you know, I do want to branch out more. And you're doing it. Yeah. And so, like I said, I mentioned Destiny. I believe you've also taken some bookings in Hamilton. Correct me if I'm wrong. Were you not Greek town as well? Once or twice? Never done Greek town. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have a good relationship with Decker, uh, so I wouldn't say there's any type of cross like where there's no chance of it. Uh, I just think the avenues in the past just haven't met. They haven't linked up yet, but there's an opportunity there for Dan and where else? Where else can people see the Canadian pop star? Where you can see me right now would be uh, most of my uh, major places that I go to would be like Neo Wrestling in Niagara Falls, mm -hmm. uh, CWF of course in St. Catharines. Uh, you can see me at PWO in Hamilton, mm -hmm. uh, Destiny again because once again I'm their new era champion he is the face he's a he's one of the faces one of the pillars of the company it's a pillar just like yourself being the commentator there now yeah I've offici officially uh, announced recently that i am the the ongoing color commentator for destiny wrestling and that's an honor because i remember being in the stands enjoying what destiny wrestling was bringing and now being able to call some of these future stars future legends in the business it's exciting for me and i address everyone with the same amount of respect because i have a respect for everything that you guys do and everything that you do is challenging yeah it is challenging it's not it's not something that you you cannot do and it, it's actually funny i have an interview that's going to be dropping actually a month before this one it's actually going to be dropping this week we're going to be dropping this one sometimes in february nice. but joey janela i sat down with joey janela and that's coming out oh, nice. and i actually asked him about um some of the crazy shit that he's done mm -hmm. and he even said to me you know like when mick foley says some of the shit you've done is crazy that's something yeah and uh you know he feels like he's like almost like an 80 year old man because of all the crazy shit that he's done, I can imagine. So I have to, I have to impose that question to you because I mean, you don't do crazy shit. You, you, you are the typical pro wrestler. Yep. But you have taken those risks. I mean, pro wrestling in itself is a risk. Uh, has there ever been any setbacks in your career? Like, I want to talk about stuff we never talked about the first time we conversated. Any setbacks in your career? Any injuries where you were kind of tentative or almost timid to get back into that squared circle because you're putting your body on the line? Oh, honestly, big one would have been um, I did a winter wrestling tour. I believe this was my first tour ever as a wrestler. So this would have been actually back in 2011. 
Wow, we're aging ourselves. 2011, what was I doing in 2011? <laughs> I was in my 30s. I had welcomed my first daughter, and we were working on our second. The mini host was two years old in 2011. Wow. That's how old I feel. Woo. I mean, you look great. Thank you. I also have a routine. I have a routine as well. It's the exfoliating, the moisturizing. No, not really. It's whatever the wife buys for me, I, I put on my face. So kudos to Mrs. Host because she is the best. She keeps me looking young and spry. And also, uh, when you've got a woman as, as stunning as she is on your arm, yep. you've got to keep up with her. You I mean, I, my physique is not so much kept up with you because she keeps me happily fed. Right. And I don't care if I'm a big boy because she likes her men, she likes, she likes her men a little bit on the bigger side, so I'm lucky in that avenue. She nice. likes to have somebody to snuggle with. But when you have a woman who's as stunning as she is, you've got to do everything you can to try to keep whatever attracted her to you yeah. in that shape. So. And you think... What, what would you say that thing was like the i would say it was my uh my deep uh almost bellowing voice it's very calming and soothing the bellowing the bellowing yeah and i would also say my sense of humor right. but i would say uh my wife um my wife just i don't know she's the money maker man she uh she saw that this was something that she could wake up uh, beside herself for the rest of her life you know what i think she saw was the fact that she could like go to bed and you would just read her a book and then she would be able to fall asleep I could narrate a lot of lives like Morgan Freeman. I feel like oh, I could. Yeah. I feel like I could. You, you know, that reputation like if we if we ever did a documentary here in Ontario, like OVW wrestlers, why not come do like CWF? I know you did a little documentary. Yeah, yeah. But why not like why don't Netflix come over here and talk about the Ontario indie scene? Right. And I could be the narrator. You could I could be, be like narrator. Jesse Bieber, Canadian pop star turned professional wrestler. He's never had an easy journey in professional wrestling, but now he's branching out more, getting his face out there, taking more liabilities. And then it would cut to a shot of you with a faded out ring in the background being like, you know what, pro wrestling is, is everything to me. And then I would be, I would be, you know, as you're doing the training montage, I would be like, Bieber works tirelessly. This is not a nine to five for Bieber. This is his life. You just wrote a half an hour, like segment, right? One there. episode right there. That's one complete episode just on me. Netflix, hit me up. I know what I'm doing. Give him a call. Give me a call. It's very easy. You can find me. His number will be located on the bottom of the screen. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put my number on YouTube. Are you insane? Slide into my DMs. I'll, I'll get, I'll get yeah, at you. Netflix. We now we're thinking. Absolutely. We lost our train of thought completely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so your winter tour and the injury. Yeah, so uh, 2011 would have been the first one. Uh, I went on the road actually with my brother, who at the time I was tagging with as Dance Mix Revolution. So um, we wore these Jabberwocky masks and we would be dancers and musicians in the ring. Uh, so I get, let's fast forward a little bit here within the tour, uh, we get into a tag match and I remember talking to my brother and this is like, to be completely honest with everybody here, I was not trained enough to be in a damn wrestling ring to do half this stuff. To me, I was your clothesline, back elbow, body slam guy. That's it. That's all I knew how to do. And I threw this little dance into a elbow drop, which I called the hip hop drop. So I like that. Right? Not bad, right? I prefer the mic check myself personally. I do think that is a solid maneuver. Hashtag so stick evolution. Yeah, evolution, right? Evolution. Stick with the mic check. I'll stick I'm with glad that. you got rid of the hip hop elbow drop. I still do it actually. But you don't really call it the hip hop elbow drop, do you? No, it's like a hip hop shuffle drop. Kind it's like of. a hip hop shuffle drop. Shuffle drop. Chicka chicka chicka. <laughs> So, so you back on track. So yes. I, um, I ended up uh, getting this match. I remember talking to my brother in the back. So the one guy wanted to do a double clothesline. Mm. Believe it or not, for some reason in my head, I thought it was a lot harder than it ended up being. So I was asking my brother how to do it. Seems crazy to, to even have this conversation about a clothesline. It's a bump. You just go with it and you're done, right? 
So with this, it was like we got talking and it was like, how do I take this? And my brother told me at the time, he was like, when you hook it, you're going to spin around them. I was like, oh, that seems weird. I've never seen people just spin around in a clothesline thing. It seems crazy to me. He's like, well, all you got to do is jump with it and you'll be fine. I've never jumped into a clothesline in my life, by the way, even to this day. Mm -hmm. So now looking back, this was terrible advice. I should not have listened to my brother. This is probably why he doesn't wrestle anymore. So I feel like... Probably. (laughs) I feel like like this is definitely truthful. 100%. 100%. So anyway, I, you know... He's my brother. I'm going to listen to him. He seems to be the wrestler here, so let's see what he's got. So I remember getting in the ring. We go to do the thing. We call it. As soon as we hit this double clothesline, I jump into it. Buddy's like, what the hell are you doing, man? And I just head drilled into the mat, and I remember just opening my eyes and being in the back locker room. Scariest thing I've ever been through in my life because the worst part was we filmed it. So I got to watch the rest of the stuff happen that I had no recollection of. And I still, to this day, don't have any recollection of it. Wow. But I watched, watching it back was one of those things where it was like, it scared me because it's like I didn't know what was going on. It was like my head hit and it was going into the hot tag, which thank God because I was the one taking the heat. So when I did the tag, my brother came in and did everything, but you just see me lifeless laying on this mat and for some i don't know how i knew to tag out uh but i tagged out he did the whole thing and for some reason i had to come in and do a finishing thing which somehow i rolled my butt in there to do it didn't work very well it looked terrible by the way it looked absolutely god awful but it got to the point where we did it and then for some reason my brother picked me up and put me in the corner to celebrate this is why if someone's hurt, please, <laughs> please, for the love of God, check on them. Because <laughs> at this moment, it was, I almost fell over, and it was like, I'm not all there. It's like, you have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he walked, I think at that moment, he realized I wasn't all there because I almost fell off a corner. And then he walked me out. And that's where I woke up in the back. So I think at that moment, I was a little hesitant about getting back into the squared circle for a little bit. Just, But the worst part is I had to wrestle the next day. We're on a winter wrestling tour. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm stuck doing that. And then I kind of didn't have a choice. But I was very hesitant for that whole night. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I was very cautious. I didn't throw one single clothesline after that. We changed that up. And that was a different. Well, you know what? I mean, experiences <laughs> like that, sometimes, even though they're scary, they make you better 100 percent. and yeah. you got over that and now you've been like you said you've been building and growing and doing all the stuff you want so let's talk about uh let's actually talk about you being the new era champion of destiny yeah sure. was able to call that match um i am gabriel flares's unofficial best friend so it was hard for me to see him lose that title but if he's gonna lose to anybody it might as well be to you well thank you sir. and your tag team partner of course the beer bottle the beer bottle yeah we're not supposed to talk about that well it was there well it happened to be there it's on film opportunity buddy opportunity of being on film and you hit the man in the head with a beer bottle ref didn't see it ref didn't see it but we saw it commentary saw it you guys saw it but i'm still a champion you are still a champion yeah 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 no that's fair yeah that's fair so you get it we're all there we're all there (laughs) yeah but anyways so what's it like when like i said a, a company like destiny who has that lineage in ontario of being one of the premier upper echelon promotions says to you okay tonight's your night man you're the guy and you have that responsibility of now holding one of the three titles in the company. There are only three. Yeah. There's the new era, there is the tag titles, and then there is the heavyweight championship. Which they actually opened the door to the women's coming. They did. Yeah. They've announced that, but that's still that belt is not we don't have an inaugural yet. champion yet. 
the way I look at belts and titles and stuff like that, it, it's not, even though it's there and it's tangible, it's not tangible until I see it in somebody's hand. Of course. So the Women's Championship is going to be a great tournament that we're going to have. They're going to crown their inaugural Women's Champ, and that'll be amazing, and I'm going to be able to call that. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. But right now, currently, you are one of the pillars because you are one of the faces holding one of the titles. I would look at the New Era Championship as the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. If you got that title, now it's okay. We're going to put you in situations. Want to see how you handle the pressure. Want to see how you can move up to be. And you're no stranger to being a heavyweight champion. You've been a heavyweight champion multiple times at CWF. So you're no you're no slouch to this. You know big match feels, big match moments. But uh, you're going to have your first title defense. I am, yeah. What's going through your head? First title defense at Destiny. First being the face now of the new era division. Mm -hmm. I mean, pressure? There's definitely pressure. Especially when you put it like that, being a pillar and everything. Because you take out one pillar, that means the roof is falling down. Absolutely. So I feel like pressure is on for sure. But the one thing that it would be going through my head is I'm going to do what I got to do to hold on to this belt. Because I'm not letting it go anytime soon. Well, you did that to win it. You did whatever you had to do. That's right. And sometimes it's on film. It's it's on film, as you, as you would have heard here today from George, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, my best friend was hurt. I mean, he could have had a concussion. He could have been seriously injured. Glass in his eye. And he's got a moneymaker to worry about, too, Jesse. I mean, he still looks great. Does. He does look great. We have a standing, you know, him and I, we have a standing steak dinner night every Thursday. Uh, he has yet to show up. Uh, you know what's funny is after I watched the match back, I heard that joke. So here's to recycling, eh? Well, but I, I want to I put it out there to the world that we do. Yeah, we yeah. do. I say, you know, you know Thursday, you're going to steak dinner on this Thursday? Never get a response. How come you just don't bring him a container of steak and then maybe that'll sell him? It's no, like, no, no. It's no. like bait on a, on a fishing rod. No, no. Listen, he won't even admit to our friendship. Like, I had him on the show, and I asked him, like, I'm like, let the people know. And he, all he said was, okay. So he, and I said this to him. I said, you didn't deny it, but he didn't accept it either. Hmm. I feel like, you know. I feel like I, I'm putting more into this friendship. I, I think I, it's, it's almost feeling like there's, there's some sort of friendship that you think you have. I don't know if it's fully there. So I, what you're saying is it's all me. It's definitely your fault I'm thinking at this point. I would cut ties. Maybe don't cut ties. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's all right, eh? No, nah, he's he is my best friend. <laughs> he's my best friend in pro wrestling. Keep trying, keep no, trying. Yeah, Invite yeah, him to dinner. No, honestly, I, I love I love the relationships that I built with all of you guys. I have I have so many friends in pro wrestling, and I'm living the dream, getting able to have these conversations and talk to you and share stuff. I mean, it's only been 22 minutes, but it feels like you know we've been shooting the shit for like an hour. Uh, technically, we have because I think it led into this. Yeah, it did. It did lead into this. I was like, you know what? I haven't had you on the show in forever. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just do an impromptu because I always have my equipment ready because you never know. Content is something that I pride myself on. Since COVID, I made a promise. I made a post. I said every week I'm going to release a an interview, a conversation, something. And I don't care if I have everybody back on 50,000 times because you know what? It's 50,000 conversations. This is now part two of an extension of our first conversation. Which I like because you, honestly, you're asking different questions, which is fantastic. And the fact that you remember what you asked before, it made me feel like you went back, listened to it real fast, and then we had this impromptu. Actually, you know what? I haven't watched that interview since I edited it and put it out there. Really? But I, rem I, I try to remember at least one fond... I have so many memories of, of every conversation of like a fond question or a fond answer. But what I remember most about that conversation is how easily it flowed. Yes. And I will say that. I felt like for two guys who had just met each other, both nervous. Myself, I had only just been in the interview game for a couple of years. Yeah. 
And then here I am, I'm like, you know what, I'm interviewing Jesse Bieber. This guy's been feuding with Cody Diener. This guy's been feuding with Ty. This guy's, you know, this guy's got a name out here. This is his territory. And I'm kind of coming in as a new guy under the radar. But you know what, every time I get an opportunity or every time I can have an extension of these conversations or a new conversation, this is what's the best. Calling matches is a dream. Yeah. And it's a dream I'll never take for granted. I appreciate it. I'm humbled by it. But being able to have these conversations, that's the exciting part. And they are conversations. As much as they, they, they do feel like interviews, mm -hmm. a lot of these questions are off the top of my head. These are not rehearsed. I don't sit there. And, I, I do do my research. I know the points I want to hit. Yeah, yeah. But the great thing I can say about myself is, uh, and I think it's another reason why my wife loves me, is I can steer a conversation where I need it to go. <laughs> that was like, this is like, let's just throw in something there real fast for uh, Mrs. Host here. Mrs. Host, absolutely. Yeah. This no. is real love, by the way. You should hold on to this man if you're watching. Does she watch your stuff? She does watch my stuff. She shares it. She supports. Uh. She's actually the one. There's been so many times I've had doubts. And uh, you know what? I'm going to get open and honest with you now. No, we're getting there. Uh, we're getting open and honest. I, um, I had a really bad bout of depression two years ago. Oh, damn. And um, I, I, I was at that kind of crossroads in my life. And I actually quote Jay-Z. There was a crossroads of, like, I, I didn't go left, I didn't go right, I went straight. I made my own road. And uh, I battled back uh, from depression because of my wife and my children, who I, I pride myself on. And um, they gave me the strength to be here today because I didn't know if I was going to be here today because it oh, was wow. that serious. It was. It was that, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional. No, but it, it was that serious. But she always pushes me to be the best. And even when I think it's not going right, she gives me that little so as much as you say i was the, the 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 spark that ignited you she's that person who keeps putting coal on the fire for me she keeps me in the place and even when i think you know i mean i reached a huge milestone uh at the end of tail end of last year i'm over 800 subscribers on youtube wow congratulations which most people may be like well it doesn't seem like a big milestone but to somebody who started i haven't bought a single follower someone who's just been putting content out there helping this scene grow putting faces out here so people can see the scene that we have here a scene that i didn't want to share i'll be honest yeah. with you i wanted to keep it to myself did not want to share it but it's been a blessing and be able to have conversations call you guys like where's and i would talk a lot of shit but him and i we are friends yeah, yeah we're not best friends but we're friends yeah in my mind we're best friends but like i mean like i can consider you a friend i can yep. consider everybody a friend and that's what great this is the family atmosphere coming in everybody shaking hands everybody hugging that's what it's all about yep. and i feel like if it wasn't for her i'd be missing out on not only my life with her my life with my kids and this wonderful fascinating world you know on it first of all <laughs> i gotta say like to open up it's not easy and it, it is really hard to do that so the fact that you were able to open up and not even in front of me but with this as well my journey is an open book I, I go to therapy consistently i nice. i keep getting the help and and, and i'm a big advocate of mental health because i was the type of person to be like i don't need to talk to someone i'm okay i can fight through this we're as human beings we're strong but you know what it's okay mm -hmm. not to be okay 100 percent, 100 percent. because we all honestly i feel like for everyone out there that does go through something because I've been through it too. Now, especially during COVID. COVID was a terrible time for people. Fucked everybody up. Everybody. So I really believe that like I'm an advocate on people who don't don't feel good about themselves or if they're any type of depression, please reach out. Mailboxes are always empty and they're ready to go. Just open. Fuck, slide into out. my DMs. If I can't help you, I'll at least try to steer you in the right direction. I'm sure you would do the same. 100%. If we can refer you to somewhere that you need to be or even just an ear to listen. Because I know sometimes that's all it takes. It's just you want to let this stuff off right like you want to let it out so that way it's not sitting on your shoulders anymore and you can actually have that freedom to move forward 
and that's and that's what it was. It was a it was a, a, a therapeutic journey of growing. Like I, I say this, we knew each other three years ago. Yep. But if you'd known George five years ago, now six years ago, if you knew George in 2018, he was angry, he was frustrated, he was short tempered, he was you know harsh with his words, he was everything a husband and a father should not be. Really? Never, never physically abused any of them because I would never do that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a proud girl dad. But did I say some harsh things? Yes. Was I angry at myself and therefore lashing out at them? Was I short-tempered? Was I everything that, you know, someone who was shutting down is? Yes. And now I could say through my journey through therapy and the love and support of my wife and my children who never gave up on me, I am... 10 times better than I am. Now I smile for the sake of smiling. Nice. I used to, before I'd be in the car, just having cigarettes, gotta get this fucking wrestling show, I gotta get here. Now it's like, I, I'm on the way, I was listening to Jelly, jelly Roll today. Yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah. highway to hell, halfway to hell, you know, just grooving to Jelly Stone's music, you know, wild ones. Nice. Well, well, yeah, great. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm bellowing it out in the car, I can't sing worth a shit, but I'm doing it. And that is, I feel like the six year journey for me, to see who I was in 2018, that's someone I am so glad I've left in the past. You know, it's actually amazing too, because you, you're sitting here, we we're talking about evolution earlier too. So the fact that it's come full circle to the point where it's like you've even showed yourself with the growth and everything else for your evolution that where you are now today, and even being able to like reminisce on how yourself was in the past or look back and reflect on yourself is amazing. That's a, that's incredible growth and I gotta, we gotta give you props, man. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate oh, you. But let's get let's get back to you because evolution is a real thing in this business. Now Jesse Bieber has evolved. Jesse Bieber has come out. Jesse Bieber as a heel is way more entertaining than I will say. Jesse Bieber as a face is fun. I love Jesse Bieber as a face, but Jesse Bieber as a heel, it hits different. It does hit different. It does hit different. Now, I mean, again, you're, you're, you're versatile. You will play any role that the promotion that you're working for needs you to play. 100%. But, you know, let's pretend the camera's off right now. Okay. If Jesse Bieber had a chance to play one side for the rest of his career, which side do you go? Are you, are you, you know, are you a Jedi or are you going to the dark side? Are you a Sith? Like, where are you oh. sitting? Where are you sitting, man? You know, you know it's... It sucks when you put it like that because I'm a Star Wars fan. So I, I know you are. That's I why I did. I would have ran with you know the whole I'm a Jedi in the wrestling world. Oh, I'm a Sith. You I love Sith. To, right? I love being a Sith because I think it's the aspect of being able to get those reactions from people and the reactions from the people in the ring. It just it's so genuine because it's like I can feed off of what they got and give them a reaction that they can use. And I feel like that's kind of where the crowd kind of gets more involved because it's like they want to see it happen. Sometimes as a face, when you get in the ring with people that don't really understand that, it's you're almost pulling teeth to get certain reactions out of people. So Right, because a lot of people don't realize this. Wrestling is emotionally driven. 100%. Your job is to have a room filled with strangers yep. that you might meet at the merch table. And you're supposed to pull an emotion out of a human being and people don't realize how challenging it is. I'm sure you've been in crowds where it's flat, yep. you get no reaction and you're like, there's nothing I can do. I could tell an old lady in the front row to fuck herself and I still wouldn't get a reaction. But then you go into a room where one person may know you and they'll stand up and yell, Jesse Bieber sucks and they're gonna get 50, 60, 100 other people right there chanting along with you and then it's like, yes. I've Cause that one dude or one lady hates my guts now this whole room hates me and I love it. 100%. That, that all it actually brings it to like a domino effect. 
for you to work with say one person that you know that's going to react and you know you're struggling with everybody else it's great to play someone like that because that person starts the domino effect for people around them so then eventually when you start hearing it over here now it's like on this side of the fence maybe there's that one person that stands up and agrees with that side now you almost cater to that person and then they start a domino effect in their area so now all you're seeing is all these sections are starting to pile up with emotion and reactions and it's like the more you pull from other sides and different angles it's like the more reaction you're going to get out of people which is fantastic right right so i i gotta ask this because i think this is a great way to end it before i get the go to the shuttle till we say our goodbyes um, wrestling fans are, you know, they're bred differently. Yeah. And they are, I mean that in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. But also, they are very uh, fluid and stagnant in their insults. You suck. You're dumb. I don't like your face. Yeah. Has there ever <laughs> been a, 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 a person in the crowd that stood up and gave you like a complete off-the-kilter insult and you're like, damn, that was good. And also hurt a little bit oh yeah <laughs> well i'm gonna throw this one as an honorary one just because it's one that i normally get because of the particular gear i wear is you're missing your other pant leg so i couldn't afford another pant leg is what people would say mm -hmm. so then my my rebuttal half the time is i got it 50 percent off uh, Got it. That's my honorary one. But I like that. The, the, big, the big one that kind of hurt me a little bit <laughs> as a man is that I had someone stand up once and call me Millimeter Bieber. Or Bieber. Ooh. Millimeter Bieber made me realize, like, can they see something that I'm not sure is yeah. showing? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And so immediately, like, you know, hands are going, <laughs> hands are going here. You're like, you're a jerk. But I don't want to acknowledge it because then he thinks... We're going to get the whole crowd chanting that, and I oh, don't yeah, want to do no, that. You don't want that. Yeah, yeah, so I remember one time at a Destiny show, there was a, a fantastic wrestler, a little bit on short stature, almost Rey Mysterio size. Yeah, yeah. And somebody yelled out, you need a booster seat, and the whole crowd was just chanting his entire match, booster seat, booster <laughs> seat. And that guy's so talented, and I have yet to see him cross the border back into Canada. Really? Because that one probably dug a little deep, man. That hurts a little bit. It does. It hurts. Sometimes it's like, man, these people are creative. They are like, creative. Yeah, and especially like for mine for example it rhymed it was clever no, it made me more Bieber. upset that i didn't come up with it mm. could you would, wouldn't it have been great though if you flipped it and be like doesn't matter about how many millimeters the fact is i'm a meter something like that like, you know what i mean <laughs> like where you flip it and you actually start selling t-shirts or something like that to yeah. go with it i'm the like, meter beaver call, call me millimeter beaver all you want but everybody knows i'm a meter I, I, you know what's funny? I didn't even think about that. All that went through my head was the tic-tac comment that people would say with the pressing uh, your breath. Yeah. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Pressing your breath. Or the or the classic like schoolyard one, you know, uh, suck my dick. I choke on small bones. I've never heard that one. You've never heard that one? Never. I did now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you talk. Oh, yeah. Listen, elementary school was a fathom of insults. We used to play Yo Mama. Before Yo Mama was yeah, a TV yeah. show. Of course. So we would just go in circles and we just trade Yo Mama jokes. And one of my favorite ones, one of my classic ones, right. and, it's, and now we're going into lecture time, but it's okay. One of my classic mama jokes was your mama's so fat she put on a yellow dress and I, somebody tried to hail her down as a taxi. No. Yeah, yeah. Or your mama's so stupid, shot a quarterback was a refund. Oh my. Oh your mom is so dumb she got hit by a parked car. You can't. <laughs> Your mom is so fat, she fell on the stairs, broke her leg, and gravy poured out. Wow. See, I got, I got one for you. Okay. 
I, I watch Shorzy. So if anybody watches Shorzy. I, I actually do enjoy the Shorzy. Oh, my. That guy, by the way, if we could just throw out there a quick little, like, props to him. Just creativity off the charts. Off the charts, 100%. Off the charts. Almost like the early seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now I feel like they're just <clears throat> trying to piss people off. But the early season, like the Dennis method, when you find out that he's actually a very, very dark human being. Yep. And he's like kind of almost like borderline soccer psycho. Yep. Yeah, yeah, great. Great stuff. It's all But good. now it's like they're just trying too hard. It's too... See, and, I haven't watched too much of the newer stuff, so I... The, the newer... Don't. I go up to season 9 or 10, I think it was, right that, before, and, and then cut it. Okay. Cut it. Like, Lethal Weapon 5, that stuff is great. Yep. But, yeah, anything beyond that, no, not okay. <laughs> not, not, not even funny. Now it's just like, you guys are... It's like Family Guy. It's like... You're recycling the same jokes. It's like Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson choking Bart for 30 years. Like, how many times? That kid is technically dead. That kid is dead. He's been choked the life yeah. out of him numerous times. Do you remember the the Family Guy Simpsons out crossover where they, like, yes. Simpson or. Uh, I was so jazzed for it and it sucked. Homer. <laughs> it wasn't as good, eh? You didn't no. like it? No, it, I, it, didn't, it didn't hit home for me. I'm like, sitting there going, like, these are two iconic cartoon TV families. Right. We're finally getting a crossover that everyone's wanted. Yep. And it was a huge fucking letdown. See, I actually didn't mind it. And I feel like... But on a scale of one, like, if somebody, if you, had a, if you had an entire movie theater to yourself, and you could choose anything in the world to watch, mm-hmm. would that even be on your top ten to rewatch again? No. So it, it was okay at the time. Okay. But it's time. not something that you would sit there and be like, you know what, I'm going go, to go back and rewatch that now. Well, if you look at it that way, then yeah, 100%, I wouldn't say it's, like, up here. But, I mean, I did enjoy it. And, okay. I, and where I was going with the, the choke thing was, like, remember when uh, Homer did the choke to Peter and Peter was like oh my god that hurt <laughs> that was funny that was see, funny right? and that one probably was like I do it to my son all the time it's like you do that to your son what the hell is wrong with you yeah, and see and this was the questions we needed to ask back then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I belt. Mean, listen I got listen belt was a classic one yep. right you, yeah. dad would pull off the belt you're, you're done yep or um, you know my parents were quite inventive uh, stiletto heels Oh damn! On the buttocks, was, like a boomerang. Oh yeah, like it, and they would always get you small of the back. Killer. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, and then um, I would say the club, the anti-theft device. I got that whacked over my butt a few times. I uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, you know, Scottish Italian parents there. Right, they got the whole little uh, shillelagh. What's that thing that? Uh, oh, the wooden spoon. Yeah. Or the rolling pin. No, I got the wooden spoon. Oh yeah, everybody got the wooden spoon. Oh, That's they, classic. I got That's the whole cl- set once. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got the big, big ones. So you got the salad spork. Dude, salad I got the spork. I got the spoon. I got the knife. It's like, oh my god! All in the same weekend. Oh my god, I love it. It was bad. It was bad. This interview is probably hilarious. I'm gonna go back and definitely rewatch this one because we went off kilter so many times, but it was fantastic. But listen, you got to get prepared for your match tonight. I'm looking forward to calling it. Jesse Bieber, the Canadian pop star. Follow him on socials, guy. He's fantastic, and he's one of the guys that you definitely want to catch in Ontario while you can, while you can, because I see a bright future for this young man. And me, I'm always gonna be here. I'm always going to be here. That's, that's just it. But anyways, guys, peace, love, and wrestling from me and the pop star with his 50% off pants. Um, and hopefully the new t-shirt that I've helped him build that I should be able to get a free one if you decide to work 100% because this is the second igniting that the you've done. second igniting. There next you go. Another three years when we do the third one. No, we're going to do it sooner than three years. I feel okay. like 18 months might be a good thing. That's a good, I think that's a good Let's time. pencil it in for mid-2025. Let's do it. Let's I'm do in it. for that. Perfect. All right, guys, peace, love, and wrestling. Thanks, See you guys. next week. 
Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night's Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok, and of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't need a nigga cosign. Without the liquor, you become a victim. You ain't never got a pole mine. I ain't messing with this generation. Fuck your gender, I ain't got...